So our text today gives us some great nuggets. Um, Jesus gives his in disciples instructions, and he says to them, hey, y'all going over to the other side. I'll send the people home. Y'all go to the other side. I'll meet y'all over there. They do what he says, what he says, and um, he, uh, he sends the people away, and he says, I, I, need, I need some prayer time, so let me go up and pray. Um, in the middle of the night, there's this massive storm. In the middle of the night, Jesus, knowing that the disciples are out there in this boat, scared to death because of this storm, goes to them walking on the water. Okay? Always remember this, that God often uses the storms in your life to show you something different about himself. Okay? The reason that the disciples were scared is because they saw a part of Jesus they had never seen before. They had been walking with him. They had seen him do some stuff, but they hadn't seen him do this. See, it's one thing for you to get healed and me to think, wow, the power of God works with you, within you, but also be wrestling with, I mean, they could, they could have been getting better anyway. You know what I'm saying? They wrestled with that. The reason Jesus waited three days for Lazarus, he waited, uh, was it three? I think three, four, four days for Lazarus was because in that time, they believed that the spirit of a person hovered in their tomb and could get back into the body. So Jesus says, he's not dead, he's just asleep. So he tells his disciples, we're going to chill a little while, because when I do this, I don't need anybody to second guess it. You see what I'm saying? So God oftentimes waits till we get to the place of, man, this is a mess. And he says, I want to show you something different about me. They saw, they saw Jesus do something that he had never done before, walk on water. Now, now listen, healing somebody is one thing. Walking on the water is a totally different ball game. Not only do you have the power of God, you might be an alien. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus, you might be an alien. Because you're doing something now that just doesn't make sense. As a matter of fact, I've seen you get in a boat before. If this is a regular occurrence for you, why do we use boats? You see what I'm saying? And Jesus waits to, listen, not just nighttime. It is nighttime in a storm. That's why you can't despise stormy night times in your life because God does his best work when it's dark and crazy. The wind was contrary. Everything. I, I just, can you, you, you hear, you hear that, that, those words that the wind was contrary. The wind is always contrary to me. When I feel it, it means it's moving. The text, the writer wants you to understand that this ain't a regular storm. So, he comes, they get scared, and Jesus says, no, 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 don't trip out. It's me. Okay? He said, it is I. Translate, same when Jesus tells, when God tells Moses, go down there to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, I am. 
That's what this translates to. Jesus says, don't trip. I am. You know, Dave was probably like, you are crazy. You might be demon possessed, Jesus, because you're walking on the water. We ain't never seen nothing like this. And so Peter, watch, says to Jesus, okay, uh, if it's you, tell me I can come to you right now. Jesus says, come. The text records. I love it because what Peter does, nobody else has ever done. And God transferred, Jesus transferred power to Peter to do what nobody else has ever done but Jesus. He transfers the power with one word. Come. (laughs) He, He didn't go into, okay, if you believe, okay, we didn't go to the whiz. If you believe, we didn't, none of that. He didn't break out in the song. He just says, come. And so a miracle. Now listen, Peter has done many miracles because after Jesus is, uh, is uh, uh, crucified and goes back to the right hand of the Father, you know, Peter takes on some leadership of the disciples. Peter has power of God in him. Peter will sweat, and they will give him uh, handkerchiefs to wipe his sweat and would send it out to the sick people, and they would be healed. So Peter has his share of miracles in the book too. But Peter does this miracle that only Jesus has ever done. Watch. A -a once-in-a-lifetime miracle happens because Peter wanted clarity. If that's you, he defies gravity because he wanted clarification. If that's you, let me come to you on the water. So Peter teaches us a few things. I want to give you three that Peter teaches us. Number one, I love this one. Peter teaches us this. Don't settle for what it looks like. Search for clarity. So when Jesus said, hey, don't trip, it's me. Peter was the only one to be like, hmm, I don't know about that. Let, let, let me get some proof. You do know that God doesn't trip when you want clarity. I know your grandmama told you not to question God. Tell your grandmama I love her but the Bible doesn't bear out that theology. Don't, don't, don't. Even Jesus questioned God. My father, my father, why have you have forsaken me? Come on. You, you think God is so egomaniacal? God ain't your mama. No mama tell you, don't ask me nothing. You don't question me, just do as I say. God, God don't work that way. Oh, look how y'all looking now. Look how y'all looking now. Most of the time, we don't want to be questioned when the answer is going to be, I don't know. When the answer is going to be, I'm just in a bad mood and I just feel like telling you something. Come on, why, mama? 
mama don't want to tell you, I'm just mad at your daddy. So I'm just got to say something to you because I can't say nothing to him. <laughs> y'all don't want to tell the See, y'all don't want to tell the man. I ain't going to play with y'all today because y'all don't want to tell the truth. So Peter teaches us, don't just settle for what it looks like. Get clarity. All right. Psalm 119 and 130 bears this out. Watch this. At the entrance, listen, of your word, the entrance of the word, of your word, gives light. Stop. So Peter wanted to know if this is really you, give me, I want to come to you. And the only way I can come to you is that I get, watch this, permission. And although Jesus uses one word, come, that word is full of permission. Come on, son. Come on. And so Peter gets clear because the entrance of his word brings light. So if you want to get clear, this, you can put it back up for me, Christina. If, if you want to get clarity this year for your life, you got to stay in the word. See, this is why this 21 days was crucial. Because 21 days gave you a reading plan, kind of put you in a habit of at least looking at the scriptures every day. Oh, at least you were supposed to. At least you were supposed to look at the word every day. You know, like you never miss a post. Oh, like you got some posts on notifications. Because when Cardi B posts, I want to see. Look how y'all looking. Look, look how y'all looking. When Beyonce posts, I don't want to miss it. Like she get ready to shout you out. <laughs> yeah. But we need the word daily. Because really, all that stuff I just talked about before we started, getting clear about who you are, you don't get there without the Word of God because when His Word comes into a situation, it starts turning on lights. <sighs> oh, okay, I'll give it to you another way. When His Word steps into a situation, the light bulb t- turns on. So don't keep coming up to me telling me you're confused and you don't read your Word. I don't know. You don't read. (laughs) What should I read? Read anything, child. Just start. Because it didn't say a particular scripture brings light. It's word brings light. So just start anywhere. See, your problem is you want to get to the end so quick, you want to jump all this other stuff. Don't jump it. Just take your time. Learn him. And on your way, the light bulbs will start going. Because the entrance of your word gives light. Watch this. And it gives understanding, listen, to the simple. Don't be offended, simple one. That word simple means seducible. Get ready to step into it, Siobhan. You ready? I'm about to go. 
our culture is seducible. The, the reason I'm on Cardi B today, because somebody posted this morning a picture of Cardi B, and I guess that's her boyfriend standing on the red carpet with his hand on her breast. Yeah, like standing behind her like this. <laughs> and this went public at the Grammys. At the Grammy stuff. What picture do we think that's sending? But here's the problem. Because we want to talk, the person who was uh, commenting about it was talking about the disrespect of the man. Well, you can't talk about the disrespect of the man if you don't talk about the self-respect of a woman. You see? He ain't doing nothing you ain't allowed him to do before. Okay, you ready? So we can't talk about the disrespect of the man if we don't talk about the self-respect of the woman and then not talk about the community as a whole who sets these kind of people on pedestals and buy the products and say their phrases. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So we live in a society that's susceptible. Here's another word that that word means, seducible. I'm going, do- I'm going deeper. You ready? Here's another word. Silly. That word means silly. That's why we need the word to come in and turn the light on and give understanding. Listen, don't be offended. Don't block me out when I say this to silly people. Because we don't want to hear about Jesus, then you know, go to church people. The church people are all super, super, super spiritual. The church people, the church people. But then we lift up silly people. Then you want to be offended because your granddaughter saw it. Shouldn't be on your timeline. So that's why we need the word to come in because we are susceptible. We are seducible. We are gullible. Watch this. We are a society that follows our own hearts. I know. I know. I know. Man, I'm just like so anti-everything today. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, the stuff that we say is stuff like just follow your heart. Do you realize your heart is full of junk? It is deceitful. Here's what, the, here's what the Bible says. That the heart is deceitful above everything. Here's the next question the Bible says right there. Who could know it? You're building your life on what your heart feels. You don't even know your own heart. That's why you woke up three years later mad to somebody you don't even like. (laughs) That's why you're still making payments on a car you don't even have no more. (laughs) That's why you still own furniture that's in the garage. Because your heart had to have it. Oh, I know that's the one. I know she the one. 
I know he the one. That's why we need understanding. Huh? That's why Peter says, don't settle for what it looks like. Get clarity. Solomon says it this way, Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Watch this. But in all you're getting, get some understanding. Get wisdom, and in everything you get, get some clarity. Just let that breathe a little bit. I've been hitting you kind of hard here. Just let you breathe a little bit. <sighs> breathe it out. Breathe it out. Yeah, okay. So he teaches us, don't settle for what it looks like. Get clarity. Here's number two. <laughs> so Peter says, if, if it's you, let me come to you. And Jesus says, come. So number two, Peter teaches us, get a word from God. If you want clarity in your life, you're going to need the word. You're going to need the word. Listen, slow your roll and get a word. Here's what's ringing out in my spirit for myself, and I'm telling everybody, time is your friend. I'm going to say it in the middle. Time is your friend. I'm going to say it on this side. Time is your friend. Everybody say it with me. Ready? Go. Time is your friend. You need to get a word. You need to get in his word. Read. We need to say, Lord, give me understanding on what I read. And there are some moments where you say, Lord, I need a word right now. Tell me what to do. Time is your friend. So the text says that when he gets a word, come, he steps down out of the boat. He does not step, Mandala, until he gets the word, come. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So I want us to look at this text real quick. I want us to see uh, uh, Psalm 19, Psalm 119, really good one. Psalm 119, one, uh, 105. Look at what it says. Everybody read it with me. Ready? Read. Your word. Uh-huh. Okay. We're going to read it one more time. Ready? Read. Your word is a lamp. Uh-huh. Now watch. He does not step down out of the boat until he gets a word. Because remember now, it's dark and it's a storm. Rainy. And the wind is contrary, which means we got waves. First of all, I don't know that I can wrap my head around walking on water like you doing it. But then the waves are so busy, where do I step? And the text says, when the word come, comes from Jesus to Peter, illumination happens. Because your word is a lamp and a light. 
So, so, you know how I do my study. I looked at lamp and I looked at light. Not a lot of difference. And the Holy Ghost said, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Just yesterday, he said, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Uh, okay, Holy Ghost. I sure don't want to waste my time <laughs> looking at stuff that ain't going to give me no revelation. What should I be looking at? He says, when the word is a lamp into your feet, that says that you get illumination for where you are. Here is the question many of us need to be asking ourselves. Where am I? So the word can come in and show you what you're stepping in. It's a trap. It's some poop. See? This trap could kill you. Watch this. But if you step in poop, it'll stick with you longer than you want it to. So the light brings, the lamp brings illumination to where you are. What it says, and a light to my path. The light to your path shows you where you're going. So the word of God comes in to show you where you are and where you're going. It shows you the now and the not yet. Did y'all get that? So that's why you got to stay in the word because it's going to give you a compass. How you need to be walking. Because you could be looking at the right now, but then not have clarity on the path. You could be like Robert Frost. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both, but I looked down one as long as I could to where it bit in the undergrowth. Look at y'all. Come on, literature uh, people. Yeah, I don't just quote scripture. Look at y'all. <laughs> so so the, the, the light gives you, the word of God illuminates where you are and where you're going. You see? And I love it because he does not in this text leave the now and the then out. Because many of us focus on the then and not focus on the now. And then some of us focus on the now, and we don't focus on the then. That's why you spend the way you spend, because you live in the now. And when the then becomes now, you have nothing. Boy, I'm preaching good today. Whew. I'm tired. So you got to get this word, because when Peter steps down, he gets this illumination where he needs to step. The text says he steps out of the boat. And he starts walking to Jesus on the water. And I know so many preachers preach about the fact that he went down because he took his eyes off Jesus. Where's your faith? You know what? I ain't studying none of that because the bottom line is he did something I ain't done yet. He could walk on water. And he had enough faith to get out of the boat when there was 11 other jokers still standing up there unclear. He had enough sense to get clear and to do something that nobody else but Jesus has ever done. And if I'm going to sink, I'm going to sink in the middle of a miracle, not standing in the boat being comfortable. Come on, I'm going to sink because I took a risk. All my business people out there, I'm going to sink because I was in the middle of something, not because I was playing it safe. Whew. 
You guys would probably whisper, see that? See that? He done went down. See? See? Jesus taught, brought him right back here to where we were. See? Yeah, Peter said, yeah, he brought me back to where you were, but you ain't going to never do what I just did. If they're going to say anything about me, they're going to say, he walked on water like Jesus. You could talk about he denied him three times, but you cannot not talk about the fact that he walked on water too. All right. All right. So number one, number one, don't settle for what it looks like. Search for clarity. Number two, get a word from God. Number three, here it is. Respond to that word. Just because Jesus told him to come does not mean he was just going to automatically do it. Think about how many things Jesus told you to do that you question. (laughs) You sitting in church, the Lord say, write a $500 check right now, and you go to rebuking the devil. Ooh, Satan. God says you get up and serve in the house of God, and you'd be like, ooh, I know, God, I know, but I should, but I, I'm just, this is my only day that I can sleep in. Keep playing. You keep playing with him, you have a whole bunch of days sleeping in. Keep playing. You got to respond to the word. So here's what James teaches us. James says this. James chapter one, verse two, uh, verse 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, it's the word, and continues in it and is not, for, uh, not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So you got to now when he says come, you got to do it. But Lord, I'm scared. Ain't nobody told you that obedience means lack of fear. Who told you that? Who told you that being obedient means you're not scared? Yeah, just let that sit for a minute. See, that's the kind of stuff we get in church and we get stuff mixed up and we shouldn't have fear. Fear is of the devil. He has not given us a spirit of fear. But the disciples walk with Jesus a lot. And we always hear him talking about fear not, fear not, fear not, fear. Obviously, fear is something that's going to be. God speaks to it in the Old Testament. Fear not, fear not, fear not. It's like telling your kids, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that. I mean, (laughs) come on, as long as you got a kid and they remain a kid, don't touch that, don't touch that. I, re- I remember when Kyle was little, and it was just Kyle, and we had this fireplace, and he would go toward the fireplace. You know, it was covered in. It was an electric starter, but it would still get warm, and we just, hey, don't touch that. I, 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 I. You know, he'll turn around, no, Kyle, no, Kyle, and i never forget one day he didn't have, obviously, he didn't remember. I, I, I couldn't translate that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sometimes you can't say, ah, and he touched it. 
got this big old blister. His mama held him under the sink for about an hour and a half straight, just cold water. He fell asleep in her arms. Because we weren't there at that moment to say, nope, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Well, after that, <laughs> he never did it again. <laughs> so God tells us, fear not, fear not, fear not. And although you are obedient, I want you to remember that sometimes you are obedient and fear is present. You hear me? Can I? I don't want you to walk around scared, afraid. But I also don't want you to feel like because I have fear, I'm going to hell. Y'all with me? Okay, I just want to fix that. Because it's sometimes real submission has everything to do with doing it, although, you, although you're afraid to. That's when you really know you got faith in God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like fear at another, that's like faith, I mean, at another level. It's like people who got the goods to jump out of a plane. Listen, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Never thought, I mean, am I afraid? Yes. Am I less than a man of God? Uh -uh. Nope. I'll pray for you when you come down. Let the Lord heal that broke leg. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And I got a confirmation that I'm not doing it. Because when you go to them I-fly I places, the parachute with the big fan, there's a, there's a weight limit. There is a weight limit. Which tells me a guy my size shouldn't be playing with air. <laughs> that ain't nothing we need to be playing with. We're not playing with Al. Don't play with me. I won't play with you. Blow on me, but I'm not going to lay on you. <laughs> okay, we're not doing that. Okay, I got to go, man. My time is up. Y'all play too much. Here we go. So listen, <laughs> let me wrap it up right here. Come on, let's, let me wrap it up like this. One word can bring clarity for life. One word. Because when God speaks, things happen and change. That's why you can't keep going through your life without spending time in his word. Because here's what I know. I mean, think about this, y'all. Think, think about this. And this, this grace, I don't want to say it. So, most of you in this room have heard the text that we read today, the story that we read today about Peter walking on the water, when Jesus walked on the water. However, maybe you haven't had or thought about, thought about this the way I, I gave it to you today. Maybe you didn't think about, oh, uh, don't settle for what it looks like. That's revelation in the text, right? You too can have revelation. But you got to spend time in the Word of God, Okay? Now, I got a grace to do what I do as your pastor, but the Holy Spirit will lead us and give us understanding based on where you are in your life. So you just can't be like, oh, I done read that a million times. It ain't nothing in there for me. You haven't been where you are a million times. If you are, you a fool. Oh, Lord, did I offend you? Come on back. What I'm trying to say to you is if you are going through that again for the millionth time, you, okay, y'all, let's say, I'm just saying, 
we'll say it this way. You didn't learn. That ain't what I really want to say. I really want to say something else. You crazy. And you need to check yourself. But anyway, that's not where we are. What I'm, talking about, what I'm saying is this. The word of God will come in and shift things in your life, even if it's something you've read even as a child. So stop feeling like I'm not going to read. I, I want to read something deep. I hate that stuff. I hate that stuff. I hate that stuff. People are like, ooh, I want something deep. Like, ooh, that was so revelatory. Really, it was so revelatory that it has no application to your everyday life. So you came in at a deficit, you leave at a deficit, and you just got all this stuff. You know, we had a lot of that for some years on one of our Christian networks. People were just talking deep stuff, and all the deep Christians was writing down notes. And, ooh, did you hear so-and-so? I, I could call the guys out because it was like, ooh, they're so deep. How you live that out? How do I live that out? And you know what? Let me be honest with you. Let me be completely honest. I wanted to be deep like that. I used to look at that stuff like, oh, I want to get that. But then I realized I'm pastoring people who live every day. So I can't give you the deep revelatory stuff to make your brain, your brain bleed. But I can give you something that's going to make you rethink the situation you're in today. Now, when you get to heaven, let Jesus give you some heavenly stuff. I'm going to give you some really natural walk-on-water stuff that you could do today. You can walk on water today. Look at y'all. What? Don't. I'm not talking about your tub or your pool. I'm talking about the storms of your life. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. Because, listen, you got power at a different level when you can walk on the thing that is most tumultuous at that time. <sighs> Did you get it? You're at a different level where you could put all the confusion that your family got and just walk in the house and be serene. Everybody going crazy in the house. Everybody mad and upset about something. And you walk in like, hey, everybody. When everybody at work is fearful about who's getting laid off and what's going on, and you walking in like, I ain't worried about nothing. Hey, y'all. Good morning. And why are you smiling? Because I am walking on what you are waiting in. Because I'm in a different place because I got the word of God. So watch. When Jesus says come, do you realize that that word was not just for Peter? It was for everything that Peter was about to encounter. So the water had to change its makeup for Peter to be able to stand on it. I believe he spoke to the boat and said, hey, be still long enough for him to get out of you. The wind, I know you're acting crazy right now, but you better not knock him down. Because when God speaks, the atmosphere listens. We're the only ones that don't. Creation groans and waits for God to come back. The reason he ain't came back yet is so we could get ourselves together. So we got volcanoes and earthquakes because they was like, Jesus, would you come on? I'm holding myself. And Jesus was like, I can't come just yet because your people that, that's out there ain't doing right. So I'm holding, I'm holding it back. I'm not coming yet because I need everybody to know me and get the act together. And the earth is like, come on. We're waiting on you. 
And so when Jesus says, peace be still, everything listens. So that's why you got to get in your word, because when the Lord starts speaking to you about your situation, everything in your situation will respond to him. Let there be light. That's why you get in there and you say, Lord, I need clarity for my life. And he speaks light. Lord, I need to be stable. He speaks to the foundation of your life and say, hey, chill. Because when he speaks, everything lines up. It ain't just for you. But the problem is your surroundings and your environment will line up and then you get distracted or get scared. No, I ain't going. Could it, could it, could it be, could it be that God has spoken to the atmosphere and because we have not lined up with what he's spoken, could it be that maybe global warming is the way it is because God, we've been holding this for as long as we can. Could it be that volcanoes are spewing because the earth is groaning? For us to line up with his word. I know, I know we don't want to hear none of that. And we know how does how does global warming have to do with that? Well, the earth belongs to God. If you read the word that we're talking about, you'll see that the earth, listen, if you listen, when God laid out the promise and the stipulations for the people in the Old Testament, the Bible says that the mountains stood as witnesses to what God said that we were supposed to do. Could it be that volcanoes are like, I got to say something, God, you told them to do this, this, and this, and they're not doing it. Could the earth be speaking as a witness See, I, listen, don't get me wrong. I, I love the tree huggers. I love them. I love everybody that's fighting all the weather and the climate stuff. But we got to put that in the context. We got to put that in the context as people of God who understand his word and put that in context. Is the earth just breaking down? If the earth would just break down, that says God has no power. <sighs> See, we ain't ready for this. The earth can't just break down. God is in control of it. And to say that the earth is breaking down is to say that God is breaking down. But the earth is a witness. Read the text. And then we can put it in context. We don't have to be fearful about anything. Glaciers and you know, the, the sun is heating up to all the icebergs. And we're going to have the whole water. Everything going to be on, under, under the water. The Bible says no. He's not going to destroy the, the earth again with water. That ain't nothing you got to fear. Boy, I'm preaching good today. Get, get the, get the, what, what subject is this? This ain't social studies. What, what, what subject is this? Geology or something? What is it? Earth science. Who said that? Earth science. Thank you, son. Earth science. Right here in, in the Holy Ghost. Earth science in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to worry about stuff falling apart, the world falling apart, all the stuff that we see, like the Andreas all that you don't got to worry about all of that and stuff falling into the water god is in control my question is though are you responding to his word do you get in his word enough to know and respond oh jesus y'all stand up i gotta go man
I felt like preaching when I came in here today. Whew. Listen, one word will change everything. And so my admonition, I said all that today to say this to you. Read your word. <laughs> Sorry, took the long way around. Read your word. Because it's a light and a lamp. It brings clarity in the foggy places of your life. So when I go to the movies, I, I turn the illumination down on my phone. That's because I respond to texts <laughs> in the movies. I ain't going to hell because I respond to texts. I ain't studying y'all. However, when I get back to regular daylight or regular outside surroundings and you look at your phone, you need to turn that display up. You get what I'm saying? And I just love the fact that I can adjust that. I love it because there are sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night trying to look at the time. If you use your clock for your time, you can't really see it and you got to turn it down so your eyes can adjust. But listen, getting in the word of God, when you start reading the word, the word will take your life and adjust the display. Some of y'all use the turn off the blue light and turn on the yellow light. I don't use none of that stuff. I just look at my phone. I might be blind in about 10 years, but I just look at my phone, blue light, yellow light. I don't like the yellow light personally. But anyway, the word will take your life and adjust the display if you will read it. Now listen, I know you say to me, Pastor, I just don't know what to read. Can you tell me what to read? Here's what I'm saying to you. There's so many things out there that you can use to have a plan. I mean, we use, as a church, we use the YouVersion Bible app from Life Church. There's so many reading plans out there. Don't let, because we stopped doing the 21 days, that you stop doing a reading plan. You, this needs to be an active, a daily part of your life. Well, I just can't get it all done. Well, get off social media and read your word. Look at you. Some of y'all started itching. Just like, what? Get off social media. If, if, if you're telling me you can't do it, what I'm saying to you is I know you can. Some of these apps, including that particular app, will let the word read to you. Let it read to you while you're in the shower. Let it get in your spirit let it, while you're brushing your teeth. You know what I mean? Stop some of the foolishness that we listen to in the mornings. You don't need a spiritual vitamin. You need a spiritual meal. Listen to your pastor in the morning. I'm telling you, I mean, I ain't tooting my own horn, but I'm saying some good stuff. You only get 20 minutes, 20% of it today. Be at work trying to tell people, I wish I could tell you what he said. Hear it again. Listen to it again. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, help us all walk in the discipline of reading your word. Father, David wrote that he hid your word in his heart so that he would not sin against you. Father, we don't only need a word for clarity. We need a word for salvation so that we won't sin and miss you when you return. So, Lord, I pray today that you would ask that you would give us all a hunger for your word, a thirst for your word. But, Lord, I pray that as we read it, that you'll speak to us that you'll give us clarity and understanding. 
that we will be able to see and know all that you have for us in the dispensation of time that you want us to know. So, Father, I ask today that you'll speak a word to us that will bring life change. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, did you, did you learn anything today?